The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Subhan Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO!
I don't know if you guys heard, but I'm tired of being nice. Gone 10 months with a ruptured tricep tendon, tore it straight off the bone. But I'm still here. And as long as I am, this is the professional wrestling business. It's a business of grown-ups. This has never been a popularity contest. We all know I probably would have lost that one a long time ago. So tonight we're gonna have a little conversation about the future, but first, I would like to have a little conversation about my past, which I don't think is checkered. If you would have told 15-year-old me that you're gonna sell out the Budokan, that you're gonna sell out Madison Square Garden, that you're gonna sell out multiple times over every single building in Chicago with a roof. Well, I'm not sure little punker would have believed you. It's because he didn't experience what present me standing here in front of all you crazy bastards has experienced. I'm tired of being nice. Tell me when I'm telling lies. I did all these things and I got here to this place riding a wave, riding the backs of smart, passionate, professional wrestling fans like you. And oh gosh, I never fit in somewhere more in my entire life than I have here in professional wrestling. I love you for it. I love you because you love me. And you love me because I have never compromised. I have been unapologetic my entire career. I am me. And I couldn't have done all of this without all of you. But it seems there's some people that hate me for the same reasons you all love me. Hey, listen. I understand that the sheer magnitude of me makes people uncomfortable. I very much understand that my mere presence makes people uncomfortable. That's because I am the truth, and the truth is painful. This sign right here says CM Punk is my hero. You can call me that. This sign here says Pepsi Phil. You can call me that. This sign here says CM Junk. You can call me that. Boo me, cheer me, love me, hate me. You all do it because you know I'm right. You can call me whatever you want. You know what David Zasloff calls me? One Bill Phil. That's because I am the one true, genuine article in a business full of counterfeit bucks. 
The king is back, baby. And I do have a lot of things to get off my chest. in Chicago and then I'll get out of your hair. Why would I change? This is what Joe Strummer trained me for. I will always speak truth to power. I will always be myself. I will never compromise. And there's the people that think that they are owed an apology. I've grown older and wiser in my years. Sometimes it's better to be the bigger man. If you feel you're here today and I owe you an apology, here it is. I am sorry that the only people softer than you are the wrestlers you like. Tell me when I'm telling lies. The last time you saw me with my tricep meat hanging down, I held what's in this bag above my head. And it's not because I deserve it. It's mine because I earned it. And it's not mine because I had the best dog collar match. It's mine because I won the dog collar match. Tell me when I'm telling lies. This belongs to me until somebody can pin me or submit me for it. And there are those of you who I'm sure were praying to whatever God you believe in that I'm gonna put these down here in this ring and walk into the sunset never to be seen again. But until there is somebody in this company that can fill these boots. They belong on my feet. Tell me when I'm telling lies.
Giovanni, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Lipman. Hello everyone and welcome to the premiere of the PWC, Saturday Night Wreckage. I am your host, Jimmy T, and my co-host, he's almost happy, but he's definitely evil, so he's pretty much always pissed off, but maybe not tonight, because apparently he's feeling alright. It is Dr. Jeff Lippman, welcome back, or welcome, to the premiere of the PWC Saturday Night Wreckage, which will also be on channelattitude.com and HMG, but... Not this particular episode, this one's an exclusive to the PWC, but from tomorrow, that one will be on channelattitude.com. How you feeling, man? Don't give us none of your aggravation. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, you know what? I, I'm feeling pretty happy. I'm sure as we go through the show, there's, there's going to be things that, you know, we're going we're gonna to pick at and, and, and nip at and this, and, and there were some curious absences, but I think overall, as far as, far as a new show from the team that's brought us Dynamite and Rampage, or possibly a different team, probably a different team. I would say this was a good start, and I thought the show was mostly good and exceeded my expectations, and the things that I feared the most did not happen. True, it did feel like a completely different booked show. And if that's the case, who the hell was booking it? You know what? I don't even want to know right now. I, but I know who wasn't. I know it wasn't Tony Khan. I'm sure he had to give his own to things. Uh, and maybe he had his fingers on a couple things here and there. But this was this was a very different feeling show from the, the tempo, the flow. The, there was a lack of freneticism. There were moving parts all over the goddamn place. Right. This felt like a wrestling show. Now, maybe some of it was that the set was new, that the... the, 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 the arena was full and full of energy and life and vigor um and that we saw some faces we haven't seen in a long time that felt fresh but i don't think it was just that i i think it was actually just a better wrestling show i agree and like todd says the comic king who's in the house once again saying hold on was this an aw show we all actually enjoyed i believe it was todd can you believe that and he also says What year is this? (laughs) It's true. What year is this? All I know, it was a collision. And it was a great collision. And you know what, Jeff? Not only was that set actually quite nice and beautiful, as a matter of fact. It feels... No, really. It was beautiful. It actually feels like that this show could possibly become the A show. Or is it just me thinking way too far ahead? No, I don't think it's you thinking too far ahead. As a matter of fact, I I already post on Twitter, but nobody follows me, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I hope somebody that, that matters picks it up. But I would like to start a petition to make Collision go on Wednesdays and make Dynamite go on Saturdays. And the mm. people are so nerdy that really that pretend that Dynamite is consistently a great, excellent show, everything they want. They're home on Saturdays anyway. So let the so let those five or six hundred thousand people enjoy it. Put this show on Wednesday night. You will get the same numbers as Raw soon enough if, if you have shows like this. 
Wow, that's a big statement coming from Jeff. So if he says that, it must have been good. And Homeboy88 says in the chat, again? Yes, uh, again. It can't, it <laughs> it can't be matter. again that we're happy. It must be again that we're doing another show. Right. Homeboy, exactly. oh there have been days where we've done four shows together. So yeah. <laughs> two, this, this ain't nothing but a G thing. <laughs> exactly. And as a matter of fact, we we're going to do three in a, in a row, but um, we're saving that for tomorrow. But... But anyway, look, everything about this show from start to finish, pretty much. I mean, not everything was perfect, let's, no. let's be honest. But hey, if Tony Nese felt like he was a lot better in this scenario, something good is happening on this show. I mean, what he was saying was fucking funny. I won't lie, and we'll get to that. But that was good. Just the, right, okay, right. I mean, Mark Sterling didn't need to be there. It reminds us it's still AW, but okay, so what? You know, so, so, I mean, that... That is picking a little fruit fly. That that that's not even that's not even you know a regular house fly. That that you know that's a little thing. Oh no, absolutely. And um, also, I mean, Kevin Kelly and uh, Nigel McGuinness was a breath of fresh air, man. I felt though at first Kevin Kelly was a man. I don't I don't I don't know if I want to call it nerves or he's just not used to the format of AEW because he tried to keep up at certain times, especially with the promos and stuff like that. Like, as we know, Excalibur, hate him or love him, he's pretty good at keeping up and being really, really fast at doing what he does. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like Kevin Kelly, give him a couple of weeks, I'm sure he'll get used to it. But other than that, as it got later into the show, I felt like he knocked it out of the park. I actually felt that, aside from the, the punk opening promo, which was pretty close to flawless, um... It, did t- it took the entire show, like midway through the Andrade Matthews match, to sort of to sort of get to the speed they wanted to. I think I right, thought everything right. was moving sort of a little bit slow, um, and I was a little bit worried about that. But then, I'm like, huh, I think that's they're purposely slowing things down so it's not so like a like a pinball machine. Um, but right now, it feels slower than you know, like. Like even a WWE show, it feels slower than an NXT show, but it, it picked up. And actually, the Andrade Matthews match, and we'll get to that shortly. There was a reason for it. Uh, I'm I'm not sure about the first match. I'm not sure I would have started with that match, but uh, you know, uh, again, not particularly important. So yeah, but uh, you lead, I'll follow. You, you dance, I'll uh, try not to step on your to your foot, your your left foot. As long as we're not soaking, Jeff, that's all that matters. No, there won't be, there's no risk of that. <laughs> and if you want to know what we're talking about, go check out the Smack Attack on channelattitude.com. You will, you will not be disappointed. Trust me, put it that way. Um, well, yeah, we do start off with the man himself. It is the Chicago-made punk, Jeff, in CM Punk. And um, he gets a huge pop. There was a few kind of boos in the crowd, very you know, minimal. A few boo birds. Right, but this, was, this could have been the first big mistake by not opening up with him, right. and it was unlikely that they would have done it. But you know, it does take up 15 minutes of a two-hour show, but they did. They, they started right with CM Punk. The, as as Chris said earlier, the last thing we heard CM Punk say on his on his vignette, which they repeated again, thanks WWE, um, <laughs> was, "I have a lot left to say," and he picked up with what he had to say. Right, absolutely, he did, and uh, let's get into that as a matter of fact, because as Punk hits the stage with a freshly shaved head and a pair of shoes around his neck, he also is carrying a red bag walking into the ring slowly 
with a big smile on his, on his face, mind you, Jeff. And uh, he's basking in the response he's getting, and they're treating him like a returning hero. Finally, his music cuts out, and it's time for him to speak. But before he does, he takes the AW logo off the microphone, which is kind of weird, Jeff. Why did he do that? I mean, what's up with that? That's his character now. He's he's at war. The establishment he's he's at war now is that's what he is. AEW. Right, he's definitely Bret Hart, circa '97, dude. I mean, seriously. Nothing wrong with that, absolutely. I do think he'll be the heel everywhere else but Chicago, maybe all the Mark cities, you know what I mean, around the world. That's I'm what not, I feel like they're I'm going with. Sure. I, I'm not sure, but I, I have seen some rumblings of uh, intra-AEW civil war in the fandom. Uh, we're already there, but, you know, breaking wide open now. And I, listen, I'm all here for that. But, um, but this is... I mean, this is what everyone said to, you know, everyone's fear about this brand split and separate shows is that they were not going to be able to turn the real life controversy and turn it into money. And I don't know to what extent they can, but this is certainly the first step in doing that. Even if there are limitations on it, we don't know that yet. And I I thought that was excellent. No, absolutely. I thought the whole thing was excellent. First of all, I, I, I didn't. First of all, figure out that those were his wrestling boots because it looked like he was wearing boots. But he came out wearing a Larry shirt. <laughs> yeah, dog. he's been doing that actually, Jeff. As a matter well, of fact, well, I haven't seen him because <laughs> wow. I'm not as dorky as you are. Oh, really? Come on now. Yeah. Come on now, Jeff. Well, well anyway, dork. I have different dorkiness. <laughs> well, he opens up by saying he's tired of being nice, Jeff. He's been gone for a long time with an injury. But he's back now, and as long as he's here, this is the professional wrestling business with grown-ups, mind you, Jeff. <laughs> business. That was that was a very important word that he that he right. said there. It Absolutely. wasn't it wasn't professional wrestling versus sports entertainment. It was professional wrestling business. He he said a lot of things here, which listen subliminal. This is going to be the talk of the week. How some people were upset and this that I counterfeit box what a, i mean that, <laughs> that was a good that was a good on that one absolutely <laughs> i'm not gonna lie that 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 popped me and i was like oof i mean well i'll get back into the promo before i say something but he also goes on to say tonight he wants to talk about the future but first he has to talk about the past he wouldn't have believed he could sell out a bunch of different arenas when he was a kid he goes back to saying he's tired of being nice and tell me why I'm telling lies, Jeff. Then he puts over the fans saying he rode the backs of smart, passionate wrestling fans. I was hoping he was going to say smarts, but he didn't. Like everyone here tonight, I love you for it. I love you because you love me. And you love me because I have never compromised. I have been unapologetic my entire career. I am me. And I couldn't have done all this without all of you. But it seems there are some people that hate me for the same reasons you all love me. I understand that the sheer magnitude of me makes people uncomfortable and he calls himself the truth and the truth is actually pretty painful, Jeff. Yeah, this was, he, he, well, I don't remember him using this type of cadence before in his promos. This was very much like Dave Chappelle. He kept coming back lying. Tell me when I'm lying. He kept saying, right, right. He kept coming back to, to lines. I think there was one other line he kept repeating, and I liked it. I thought it was very effective. It reminded me of Dave Chappelle's most recent comedy show, which was less comedy and more 
like a, a, a social commentary essay, but that's fine because right. that's closer to a wrestling promo anyway, but it's very effective. And I've noticed a lot of comedians use it. And who, what's the closest thing to a promo other than a comedian having to stand there in front of an audience, basically alone for 40 minutes or 20 minutes trying to do it. And it's a very effective de device and he used it very effectively. Absolutely. And he got straight to the point, which I like. He cut, you know, he didn't like sugarcoat nothing. He just went straight into it. And it wasn't even such a long promo, but he goes on to say, he tells fans to boo him, cheer him, love him, hate him, but they all do it because they know he's right. He says he's being called one Bill Phil because he's the genuine article in a business David field. Zazloff. Right, that's right. In a business field with counterfeit bucks. Jeff. Right. That, yeah, that was good because I, I thought he was trying to further the, the one billion rumor, but it wasn't. He was actually just talking about actual money. and uh, right. But it could have been both. But we're, I don't know if this happened before you're coming to it, but he pointed to people's signs and he read them. Oh, and, yes. And, he, and he said, you can call me. And one person had CM Junk. He said, he said, you can call me that. He's, he's like, you can cheer me. You can boo me. He's like, you know, ba basically, you can do whatever you want. You can love me or hate me, but you know I'm telling the truth. Then he did that. And then he went back to, stop me when I'm telling lies. Right. And this is the first time he's used that line before. He has said it in the past. As a, but anyway, sorry, Jeff. I, uh, yeah, I'm oh, not a punk guy. You know that. Right. No. <laughs> right. Exactly. But anyway, he continues on saying, pun intended. Well, he didn't say that because it was pun intended. But the king is back, baby. And he asked Chicago a question. Why would I change? He says he's always spoken the truth to power. Always be himself. And never compromise. And there are people who think they are owed an apology. Hint, hint. I guess he's talking about the elite there, right, Jeff? Oh, well, I don't know. Keep going, maybe. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm still confused who he's talking about. <laughs> right. Well, he continues on saying he says he's grown older and wiser in his years. And sometimes it's better to be the bigger man. Then he says, if anyone in there feels like they are owed an apology, he's sorry they're softer than the wrestlers they like. Ouch. Yeah, that, that, was, that was great because, <laughs> you know, I didn't know at first it was directed at the fans then to the wrestlers, but it made sense soon enough. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, the, this was this was really good. Um, yeah, there was something, I, I've already forgotten what I wanted to say, but, but yeah, this, this was all really good. Um, there's only one thing that I didn't like, and you're gonna get to it. But like when he gestured to the bag and what was in it, and, and obviously he's, he's making allusions to it's the AW belt. At some point, he should have taken the belt out of the bag and laid it down on the ground. Yeah, I don't understand why he didn't do that. At first, I'm thinking, why was he coming out with the bag? I'm thinking, is it Jake this like Jake Snake? Right, is it Damien? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like that's something that was kind of weird. But um, then he obviously was hinting that it was the AEW World Championship. And he's right. He didn't end up losing it. And I'll get to it now because he says, once again, tell me when I'm telling lies as they chant his name. He said the last time he was here, he held what was in the red bag in his hands. And that's because he earned it. It belongs to him until someone can pin him or submit him for it. Then he addresses the shoes around his neck saying some obviously want him to hang him up. But there's no one in the company who can fill these boots, so he'll keep going until that's the case. And then he drops the mic, and that's that. And like you said, he never did open the red bag. Yeah, that that that, that was his 
only mistake except for some, you know, I mean, not everything was perfect, but it obviously felt like it was sincere and he had some killer lines. I just wish that he opened the bag and, I mean, even if it was a replica belt that they gave him from the AW store, what's the difference? You know, just laid it down. And actually, it could have just been the regular AEW belt because the one that MJF carries around isn't the regular one. He has a custom made to look like Burberry. So they have the actual AEW belt somewhere. So I, I think that that would have been a cool visual as opposed to it just being a clear inference. And I, I'm going to say in the... I don't think that's a nitpick. I, I think that that is... I think that was that was a gaffe. Uh, and and that was a bit of that was a bit of an error. Certainly, it doesn't drastically take away from the segment, but I but I think that that visual would have been powerful. Oh, for sure, definitely. And I think the man. crowd would have been gone crazy. No, one hundred percent. I'm trying to get a comment up. For some reason, it's not coming up. So I, I don't saw know why. It. Said, wasn't Collision supposed to have its own roster? Oh, did I, it come up for you? Did it? Well, I saw it come quick and then down. The, the oh. answer is, it's always been said that it was going to be a, a soft split. And apparently there's some people that absolutely won't work, work with each other, but there's others who will. And there's probably a large segment that really doesn't have a choice. <laughs> you know? right. I mean, what, what, what kind of bargaining power does, say, like a Bear Country or Griff Garrison have? Yeah, no, it's true. And uh, but you know what, um, Jeff, do you think... I just feel like the elite right now obviously they're not allowed to be on well i don't know what's going on really but they seem to not be on the intro for collision which was which stood out big time for me i found it kind of weird that they but weren't on it it was why why everyone you, but the elite that? everyone but the elite was on that damn intro really not everyone you think about it but well but- well, the main no Adam people. Cole, no, I don't think the, I don't think the BCC was there. I mean, I saw Brian Danielson, but not the other guys. That's true. I didn't see Moxley either, right? Or yeah. or the other guys, other than Danielson. But uh, still, I didn't see any Lucha Brothers. I didn't see any Lucha Doors. Period. Unless you count Andrade. I thought I did see the Lucha Brothers on there. I mean, Could it was wrong. I was surprised to see there, and and once again. I, I, I take the Orange Cassidy one as a threat, and I'm not happy about that. Um, but yeah, Punk was on it at least three times. He was the opening and the closing. So, you know, it's obviously his show. A um, little disappointed in, in which women weren't on the show or even shown on the graphic. I, it seems like some of the women who had fit in on, on this side of you know, the roster were forgotten and, and the women's match felt very much like a, a just a regular AEW show match and I don't think it needed to be here I mean I think that people would have been pretty darn happy if we saw I don't know Mercedes Martinez versus Serena D give us a 11 minute clinic I agree speaking of Serena D where the hell is she but uh it is what it is Todd says apparently Moxie was actually working a wrestling revolver show tonight so it wasn't even there Right, but he could be on the graphic. He could be on the entrance. You know, the, he could be on the on, on the show beginning. No, you're right. Absolutely. Um, also, can I just say, and I'm going to say it now, Happy Pride Month, by the way, because you know what I'm going about to say. Hmm? The intro song, first of all, they copied us. <laughs> we we said over a month ago that this that was going to be our intro song, as a matter of fact, but. Not the Elton John version, not the original version, but the Nickelback and Kid Rock version. Yet, AEW decided to go with the the most unwrestling type of 
song. Sure, lyrically, it suits it. But the Elton John version, come it's on. As good as... It, it just doesn't go, man. It just so didn't go. It was actually driving me nuts. They should have had... Well, like Todd said in the chat, could have been Collision by Faith No More. Good name. Mm-hmm. Great song. Mm-hmm. Or they should have gone with the version that we're using, Jeff, which is a Nickelback Kid Rock version, which is a lot better than the Elton John version. There's and a lot of things happening for Nickelback and Kid Rock right now, and I'm, I'm not sure how to feel about any of it. Um, yeah, I, I, Elton John, a legend, but not a, like Elton John music and professional wrestling aren't two <laughs> things to go. I mean, it's like it's like playing, playing killer queen as your entry. It's, not, it's like, you know, another one bites the dust or we will rock you, you know, may, maybe you could, you know, we are the champions, you know, could, could maybe play a role, but you know, uh, fat bottom girls. No, you know, it's, it's like REO Speedwagon, you know, Chicago. These are, these are not, this is not wrestling music. And Elton John yeah. is, in, is in that. Camp. He's more theatrical rock. Oh, absolutely, and uh, that would have been TK's decision, no okay. doubt about it. One hundred percent. His choice of music paired with people is wrong. I mean, Chris says it every week. Wild thing for heels is terrible. It's a terrible idea. Right. And Orange Cassidy's song Jane um, is a is a great song, but it doesn't fit his character. At all. In fact, the old song, which I think is Green Day or something. No, that, no, that's what... I think it was Rancid. The old Rancid, song. yeah, that that song fit him perfectly like sort of slow meandering doesn't really right. care like say what you want about ruby soho's song but at least it's called ruby soho i mean so it's like, true you know i mean jungle boys of course you know fits and because it's frivolous 80s stupid sickening and boring and makes <laughs> you want to puke just like him <laughs> Jeez, it, it's it's true. a small silly vapid song just like him i agree 100 no doubt about it well jeff let's get into the first matchup shall we because sure. Can we say R.I.P. to Wardlow? Yeah, I, you know, a few months ago I said some people already gave their six-month notice. And I, and, <laughs> really? and, I, and I said Wardlow's one of them. And and, and there's nothing happening that's, that's telling me any different than, than now. I, I mean, I think I know what's happening. I think that they want to put the belt on a heel. Why not put it on an original? Because I think they want to transition it back to Miro. Um, which would be cool, but yeah, R.I.P. Wardlow. And you, you, okay, I get it. You took out Arn Anderson, and I guess you still took up Brock Anderson so much that he can't even come out and help him. Why would he anyway? But this, I mean, they said he he's in the middle of a fifty-nine day reign. That's not even two months. That's that's <laughs> this this championship. They said has changed hands eighteen now nineteen times. Can we call it the Hot Shot Championship from now on? What else would we call it? I mean, it it wasn't with AEW from day one. It started what in in December nineteen. So there were two two and a half months. It wasn't so. So what's that? Thirty seven months, maybe some somewhere around there. Thirty give or 30, take thirty nine months. It's it's changed nineteen times. That means it's changed basically every other month. Yeah, it's it's sad what they're doing, but again. What I don't understand, what's the problem? Don't they see what they're doing to this guy? I mean, he was red hot at one stage, Jeff. Go back a year and a half ago, he was hot. But now... 
He was red hot when he turned on and and then destroyed MJF. And then they let MJF, who was going on strike, steal all the thunder in a promo. People love the promo, but it did nothing for Wardlow. It just eclipsed him. And then they booked him with terrible stuff, but the crowd still loved him. They heated him up, heated him up just a little bit, but then they just kept killing him. And then to make matters worse, you know, there was Ward Joe and they were Hobbs. But then you 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 know, then everyone loves what Joe's doing, and then you banish him to Ring of Honor. Everyone is <laughs> like behind Hobbs, and then you have Hobbs lose it back to Wardlow, only for Wardlow to to, to lose it again to 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 um, uh, Luchasaurus right away. I, I mean, and in the middle there, like Darby had a two-week run. I mean, it, it, Oh, he did. That's right. It, two weeks. It's, it's <laughs> That's all, it. It's all been so silly. Right. No, you're right, man. It's, it's silly, and I don't understand the logic behind it because, again, they should have just kept it on Hobbs, really, even up until this point. He yeah. should have still had it right now. This yeah. belt is going to do nothing for Luchasaurus, I'm telling you, man. Absolutely right, no. nothing. Luchasaurus, listen, I want to like Luchasaurus. He's big. He's got the look. But he's a slow plotting wrestler, and I don't really think Christian makes him all that interesting, to be frank with you. Um, and Christian he, just makes Christian interesting. That's all he does. Right. And, he, and he's not helping Luke. Like, you, you can't help Luchasaurus. He just is what he is. Like, Luchasaurus is a, is a good, like, heavy, but there's there needs to be... Like Christian should represent the somebody else, and Luchasaurus should just be the insurance policy. Um, this, I don't know. I this was a strange decision to make. I think it was a bad decision to make for all the reasons that that, that we've already mentioned. And it right. wasn't a particularly good match. Like I thought the story was going to be that Arn couldn't be there, but Arn was asking Wardlow what he's willing to do. And he was willing, he would do a swanton off a ladder. And then Arn showed him the, would he, that Arn would bite a dinosaur's thumb off. Just And it looked like Wardlow was going to bite Luchasaurus's finger. And I thought that was going to, that was going to be, you know, how he got over. But instead, Luchasaurus just goes like this with his hand, gives him a, a back <laughs> elbow, which is a pretty good back elbow. It's, it's probably uh... Luchasaurus's best move. And then it's more back and forth and, you know, Christian gets in the way and Luchasaurus wins. But, like, so all of this, what are you willing to do? Nothing. I can't do anything without you in my by my side, fat man. I mean, it, 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 it was no good for Wardlow, and this was not a great for – and when this happened, I'm like, okay, the match wasn't fast, it wasn't frenetic, but it was a little bit too – it was a little too Keith Lee-ish in, in tempo. Mm. And I have to be frank, with this match – I was a little bit worried for the show. I'm like, uh-oh, this yeah. is my turn. Well, I was a little bit worried, but then I was also getting happy to the evil side of me going, okay, I'm going to be able to rip into this show too. Um, yeah. So that, that's that's where my mindset was at that point. Well, basically, Waller went for the power slam but could only get Luchasaurus up so far because he kind of struggled a little bit, uh, especially at the point where it looked like he was going to pole drive him and then change his mind and power slammed him. That looked kind of weird. But anyway... Then he went to the top rope and hit a swanton, which looked great. I'll give him Ooh. that. That was actually quite well, a nice swanton. He overshot it a little bit. Yeah, but it was still all right. It was he still got it on the on the edge, you know, doing it the safe way and not plumping on motherfuckers like uh, Jeff Hardy seemed to do. If Alba if Alba Fire did the same thing and, and missed another woman by that much, we'd call it a botch. 
Fair enough. Well, I mean, true. But, but we'll in let, fairness, we'll give this a pass. A 270-pound guy shouldn't be doing that move to another 280-pound <laughs> guy. I mean, it's, it's too dangerous. Right. And you know what? As perfect as it looked, as in the way he turned in the air, mm-hmm. it looked like he kind of did it late. For a second, I thought he was going to land on his head. But he'd done it actually quite perfect. I mean, obviously, he knew what he was doing. But still, I kind of like almost went, ooh, and then he, you know, he t- he flipped. It anyway, was a lot of effort for a move that looked like it didn't hurt anybody. That's true. <laughs> that's actually a good point. Well, anyway, the straps do come down. Christian once again teased getting into the ring, drawing Waldo's attention. He backed away quick, but then it was just an opening to distract the referee when Christian used some camera equipment to lay Waldo out as Luchasaurus then jumped all over it and then Luchasaurus defeats, uh, what's his name, Wardlow, to become your new AWTNT champion. Right, and this is where I was like, all right, fine. I'm, it might not be Tony Khan booking, but the, but the, but this is Shawn Michaels' Billy Corgan you know, booking. <laughs> and and it's, it's a, it's a, this was a bad, this I thought was a bad decision. Oh, and not, and not a very decision. good match either. I felt like these two just don't really gel that well. You know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're both kind of similar too, let's be honest, in terms of their in-ring abilities. I think it's a bad matchup in terms of exposing their weaknesses. You know what I'm saying? Because they both... Aren't, either one of them are not ring generals, basically. You know what I mean? Right. They can't carry the match. But anyway, what I did pop to was Christian taking the title for himself and went to the middle rope to hold it up in celebration as Luchasaurus... Had him up on his shoulders soon after to celebrate together as Christian walked out holding the title. Are we getting an Andre the Giant million dollar man circa 1988 once again with this sort of championship run with Luchasaurus where Christian thinks he's the champion, if you know what I mean? Like million dollar man Ted DiBiase did when Andre technically had the belt, if you know what I'm saying? That'd be fine. I mean, I, I don't. I, it's like I don't even care anymore. It's like it, this belt almost feels like the twenty four seven belt. Just do whatever you want. It, it doesn't matter. It's a joke. Fair enough. I mean, but look, Christian is such a douchebag. Coming out with steel with that turtleneck, <laughs> the skivvy. Mm-hmm. It just it's just so douchey when he does it. I don't even I know where you like find that. that jacket. <laughs> he's just a douchebag dude i just like, i love how, how douchey he looks this is this is this is what sort of like bulky stout sort of fat guys feel like when you see something that wears so tight all i can think about how is how difficult it is to get that goddamn thing off <laughs> hey at least he dresses like a hill as well as playing like one right i, I mean everything's he... done on purpose for a reason obviously no, no, he looks like a bond villain from 1967. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He's like, do you expect me to, cr- to scream for help no mr bond i expect you to die <laughs> so yeah credit to christian for doing the the healy thing unlike others and, but and anyway. by the way nigel mcginnis Calling him Christian the whole time. <laughs> He's funny, man. He's absolutely... Uh, like I said, I love the commentary. It was a throwback to the Ring of Honor old days, though, when you think about it, right? Sure. I mean, it was both of them back in the heyday. Anyway, but no we move screaming. on. Nobody was screaming. Tony <laughs> Schiavone wasn't screaming. Excalibur wasn't screaming. No True. Jericho screaming. They're I mean, very chill. It was so. If we're, it was almost like I'm just watching a wrestling show for to watch the wrestling. 
even Aubrey Edwards didn't make that much of a spectacle of herself. She and I didn't. understand that's true. <laughs> and I understand that that was helped by because you have an entire crowd there. So you can use more camera angles to hide that. And they did miss a couple spots because of that. But they right. were able to use, you know, 360 degree camera camera angles because there was nothing to be embarrassed about. There was nothing to hide that that place was. I don't know if it was a sellout or not, but if actually, that place, if that seats 20,000, they had 19,700 at least. I will say this. I have seen footage of the punk, uh, what's called promo at the start via fan cam. Mm -hmm. And the hard camera side was pretty empty. Really? I, yeah, it was. The I saw must it, man. Filed in because we 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 saw that they showed us they they showed us every angle and I, listen, I'm I look for things to pick at. Well, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a sellout because not one of them actually mentioned that it was a sellout. And you know, AEW they would totally, you know, be bragging they all would, about it. But would Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness bother with that? I mean, why wouldn't like, you? It's, it's standard, right? You would want to tell everybody that it's a sellout. I mean, I we never know. got any announcement that it was a sellout. Maybe not they that just I know don't. Of. Have, maybe they just don't have that chip on their shoulder. Maybe, maybe they don't I mean, care about that. Maybe that's like something they're like, stop with the contest. Stop with maybe they're like, stop with the immaturity. We're just we're here. We're here to cover wrestling. Yeah, we're, yeah, here, we're here to call the action. Tell the maybe, story. Maybe you're right. Well, speaking of uh, not wrestling, um, next we see QT Martial and Powerhouse Hobbs being interviewed backstage. Uh, QT says Hobbs will win the Owen Hart tournament. I'm rolling my eyes as I'm saying it. Yeah. As Hobbs gets to speak briefly and pretty much just says the same thing. And that's it. That it's his time to shine, apparently, once again. How many times do we need him to shine only for him to get buried, Jeff? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But he's still writing the book of Hobbs. But... I'll, I'll, I'll say these few things. First of all, Hobbs looked great. That whatever that outfit was, he finally he, he didn't he didn't look like he was just coming out of the gym or just waking up. He, he was he was dressed to the nines, but he still looked cool. Like he had a cool looking outfit. Like the shirt, it, he wore it well. Um, Lexi Nair looked terrific. QT Marshall though somehow looked gigantic. Like <laughs> QT Marshall looked the same size as Powerhouse Hobbs, and that's not good. Um, well. Well, you know what, Jeff, I did notice, and, and you brought it up before, and I forgot to mention, so I'll mention it now that you brought up Cutie Martial. They were sort of doing different camera angles for this show. It felt very different to your normal AEW show in terms of camera angles. Production obviously was through the roof. Yeah. It actually looked like like something that's equal to WWE in many ways, just mm -hmm. the way the whole show looked. Everything was done so well. Um do you think that's the reason why QT Martial maybe looks just as big? Yeah, I, th I think it was it was the angle thing. I mean, they do it in WWE also when the camera is closest to Sheamus. Like he looks like he's six foot seven, and like Butch <laughs> looks like he's five foot four. I mean, I, I get it. Uh, and actually, listen, I'm not a I'm not a big QT Marshall thing, but what he said made sense. Like Lexi Nair is like, who are you? Well, you're not dressed for action tonight, Hobbs. And, and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We never said he was in action tonight. We just said he would be here. It's true. It just said powerhouse Hobbs appears. Now, the fact that he's targeting the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament, I mean, that doesn't seem like something he'd be particularly interested, nor does it seem <laughs> like he lost the TNT Championship. Like, it seems like that's what he should be going for, or he should be setting his sights higher for the AEW Championship, or at least the International Championship. He should say, 
there's a joke of a wrestler that everybody's saying <laughs> is the workhorse champion around here, but he ha he's never faced anyone like me. I mean, that, that, that now the Owen Hart Foundation thing, because, you know, because and, and that's still Tony having some fingerprints on it, because that's totally a, a Tony Khan thing to, to say, make that important, make that important. <laughs> no, I agree 100%. But, um, yeah, I mean, look, We'll see what happens in the future, but next though, yeah, Jeff, and if go they're going to gonna do it, they may as well make it seem like it, like wrestlers feel it's important. It just I always agree. feels like Hobbs and Starks are put into these, like they're trying to make like D real things seem like they're a real topics. Not just that; it feels like uh, is it? I don't know, man. I get the feeling just by their energy that uh, Hobbs and Starks seem a little frustrated with their positions, especially Starks. Starks sort of is sort of wrestling like he's got a chip on his shoulder right now, which I don't blame him. We'll just get ready when, when if we hear Swerve and Keith Lee going for the Owen Hart tournament next. To, <sighs> yeah, they're putting all the black people, all the black guys going <laughs> after the, the Owen Hart tournament and while the white talent is going for tiles. And guess what? You know what? they'd be right if if that's Shit. what if that's what happens oh boy jesus crosses company sometimes but anyway let's move on to the next matchup though jeff it is buddy murphy did you hear dasha call him buddy murphy by the way i did <laughs> i cringed at that man but uh yeah it's not buddy murphy dasha it is buddy matthews versus andrade wait get this l I or something like that. Isn't that what uh, <laughs> Kevin Kelly called him? I can't even do it. Yeah, but he said something yeah. like I or something like that. I did expect more from from both of them on that. It's I mean, he, <laughs> yeah, he's been gone a long time, but I mean, he's been using that name, El Idealo. Right. Come on, Kev. I mean, clean up your Espanol a little bit, man. Come on, it's El Idolo. Jesus, the idol. Come on now. Okay. Heck, if you can't pronounce it, just call him the idol. Now, now this is where the the show shifted about a third into this match from, I'm not so sure. Like, Punk was great, but then the next match, and then the QT Marshall Hobbs things, okay, a little bit of that. And then this is like, I was excited to see this match. These guys look like a million bucks. Julia Hart, still not quite sure exactly what her role is. The first third of this match, there. I felt the same as like the Luchasaurus Wardlow match, like it was slow and ponderous. But then all of a sudden, like, like everything was right. Even when, like, I really thought that they were both injured. Yeah, these two went hard, and I think, like you said about the start of the match being kind of slow, I think that was all done on purpose just I to tell the story, done. obviously. And then you know, pick the pace up towards the end of the match, which is how shit should be done, right? I mean, have some psychology. Tell a story in between those ropes. And they did, because let's be honest, either one of them aren't really great at talking, but they get it when it comes in between those ropes. And that's what matters right now. And this was a great match. A hard-hitting affair, no doubt about it. I just don't get why Andrade wanted to shake hands with Buddy at the end. What's he trying well, to achieve here? Because it was a hard-hitting match, and it was a smart match, and they were both warriors fighting through injuries. And first of all, I love that Andrade with one arm did the the figure eight i i love right, that he true. went with scarlet <laughs> that's with funny scarlet <laughs> move 
I know the people say, oh, it's cuck. Shut up. It's not a cuck. That was, that <laughs> He's was whipped, cuck. though, man. you got to give him that. <laughs> Good. Let him be. Whatever. Who cares? He's happy. Sheesh. Oh, no, for sure. They're all jealous. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a really thin line between like, there's a Venn diagram honest, where Jeff. guys who call themselves alpha and, and like to call I get that. And, and being like, you know, single and alone for a long time in their life. Well, anyway. Well. Um, <laughs> you I, said that, not me. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure they knew. I'm the one with the Australian accent. Um <laughs> No, I thought this match was great. And they had both <laughs> doctors coming out to check on them individually. I thought, I thought oh, for sure. Good. And Julia Hart was going for the mask and and, and tries like, don't touch that. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I was afraid they were going to do something stupid, but they didn't do anything stupid. I don't know. I, I thought this was I thought this was a great match with great psychology, great selling of the injuries. I absolutely believe they were both hurt. And then the, then the lights went out, and I'm like, oh, no, this again. Yeah, but it was yeah. actually done sort of cool. And I vaguely remember during the COVID era when Andrade was with Austin Theory and Humberto Carrillo that I think that one of the last programs was with Malachi, Alistair Black, and Buddy Murphy. It. I'll be honest, I, I kind of thought of that too because it felt familiar, right? But I'm not 100% certain. Right. Like I, like, I think that they had unfinished business, and that was sort of like that was sort of the untold part about it. Uh, and I'm not even sure that I'm right, but I'm going to go with my Baron Stain Bear uh, <laughs> memory on this one. That's um, a Mandela effect, Jeff. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm going to go just like I thought that Karen Jarrett got hit with the guitar. I'm sticking with that. That's a better memory than what apparently <laughs> should have been that. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I thought this. I thought this was excellent. At the end, I, Andrade flipped back about a split second too early for the clothesline. But I, I love the whole Malachi Black thing. It's like he's like half raven, half on. He like just sits there. Yeah, he's got that raven aspect to it. Yeah, and then he like and he just goes over. I don't even know what he said. But he said something like, "You're not good enough," or <laughs> "I'll see you next time." It was no black mass. It was just and 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 you know this is going to be LFI versus House of Black, and that's going to be something good for him and Roosh and Julistico. And I just hope that uh, Preston Vance gets sent a ring of honor. Pedro Peligroso, that he's not Pedro Peligroso anymore. Yeah, maybe he should feud with Larry. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> Nothing against him. He's just not very good. I mean, he, 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 he needs to go to NXT. Fair call. <laughs> we're house of glory go, go to the house of glory go, you go go to any indie promotion that has weekly shows the the people yeah the okay that gets professional talent to headline it and let them face him every single time so he gets better uh, i agree uh he sucks anyway i don't even want him anywhere to be honest he should just retire or quit doing wrestling and find himself a nine-to-five job and call it a day, straight up. No offense, you might not Preston, be wrong but... about that. I'm just saying, he's still young. He's he's a big guy. He's got an athletic background. You know, he, he it's like he's never really had a chance to succeed because he was put into this place where you you wrestle once every three weeks, and and you're supposed to somehow be trained through that. It's true, man. Well, Facebook user says in the chat, I must say, Matthews looked great, like a wrestler should. 
Andrade was kind of plain. Miro should have done much more. Dynamite White will surely be the new Raw in contrast. It feels that way. I don't. I, I didn't quite get that. Does he mean Collision will be the new Raw in contrast? Or no, no, no. Dynamite? Dynamite. Dynamite will be the new Raw. I assume he means like, like that's the Collision will like become SmackDown. SmackDown. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, so far so so good. Um, I'm not sure that I agree with. I mean, listen, Andrade looked good for Andrade, and if he really had a pec tear, then he looks good. But Andrade was never a big giant guy. Buddy Murphy just looks like a, a he looks like one of those He Man action figures. He does I look mean, like He Man. He's, he's like he's unreal, uh, you know. So for him losing matches is is you know a little bit hard to fill, hard to swallow. But with with the knee injury thing being sold so well, it didn't hurt so bad. So anyway, and and then the, and the heels over overstrong at the end, and uh, you know it's it's weird because LFI is pretty heelish, but if they're on the side of Andrade, who seems to be facious. I mean, yeah, new show, fresh start. Absolutely, it's true. And he was over. I mean, the fans were cheering him. They were giving him wel- welcome back chants. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he looked cool coming out with his yeah. throwback La Sombra character. Mm-hmm. And that garb he was wearing, he looked pretty cool, man, in my I opinion. Good. I think it's, I mean, I think his shoulder, he looks broader. You know, his right. shoulders lifted up. I mean, for him, he looked good. I mean, comparing him, comparing pretty much anyone to Buddy Murphy that's not Bobby Lashley is probably a bad idea, or like Brian Cage or something. I thought he looked fine. I said James in the house saying, just got in, and you guys are already talking about me. <laughs> that's that's all we're talking about guy. all night. <laughs> no, because he's a big dude. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm aware. I'm, uh, listen, we have six fans. I know who they are. <laughs> actually we've been getting a lot of uh listeners and viewers since we've been back live right here on the pwc network and i tried to lose them all with my recorded solo shows but some <laughs> of them just stuck around oh man it's all good bro and thank you for actually covering my ass as per usual but um anyway as i said though El idolo does defeat buddy matthews via submission and at the end as you said we did have the house of black come into the ring and that's that. But next is what made me laugh. It is Tony Nice and Smart Mark Sterling in the ring. Nice mentions he's a professional trainer and he can't sit in the back another minute when he sees a crowd full of the fattest and most disgusting trash that Chicago has to offer. Should have called them sweat hogs, but still. Mm. They end up booing him. Uh, and he goes, I oh, know, boo, you're fat, <laughs> which which made me laugh. This, this, he this is the best Tony Nieces has ever been. Ever. Ever. I, I dare say, heck, if he's going to be like this, I might actually start to like him. I never thought I'd say that. Except he's, he's, still, he's still too small to be taken seriously. You know, like he's, he's right. going to like bodybuilding or something. True. Well, he says he's decided to shut Collision down because everyone's too fat. And mm-hmm. instead, he's going to lead a group training <laughs> session. That was fucking funny, man. I started was, laughing at it. It was. And listen, there are people in the crowd standing up and trying to get dude, on the, <laughs> the fat motherfuckers in the crowd were, yeah. to their credit, putting their hands up, trying to freaking touch their toes. Mark I don't know Sterling if they could. Doing, took a suit jacket <laughs> off. Was, <laughs> yeah. He's a good soldier, Mark Sterling. It's just, it's. Uh, it's just uh, he really is a, a poor representative of his clients, or he is a really he, he picks very bad clients, or some of both. 
Oh, but still, even Sterling was pretty funny in this segment too. I just felt like this was just... Yes, he was doing a version of Ravishing Rick Rude's Sweat Hog promo right. thing. You know, especially he should have called... Because in New York, he calls everyone Sweat Hogs, obviously, mm-hmm. and everywhere else. But you always think of New York when you, when you hear that line. But it was good. And he also said, put that deep dish down. Yep, that was good. <laughs> Which is, and we all know New York is better. That's right. That <laughs> he kind of said it under his breath too, the way he no, said no, New York another is good, No, listen, this was the best niece ever was. But like niece isn't the story here. And, and out come the trumpets and, and out oh, comes the great. Redeemer. Absolutely. He, he, but before the Redeemer comes out, he starts leading a stretch when he's interrupted by the Redeemer to right. a huge pop. But I am disappointed that Lana is still nowhere to be seen. I, I was I was hoping a little bit for Lana as well, but what what I like to see, and this is going to sound very weird, but they let him grow his hair back, so he's back to being a hairy Bulgarian, you know, Mediterranean Bulgarian, yeah, like, <laughs> you know. like us, like a yeah, like a you know, like a like well, a hairy a, Thracian. A yeah, he's like doesn't have to wax and shit. Thracian, like, yeah. Well, the Thrace is in Greece, though, now, Jeff. I know borders with Bulgarian stuff, but shit. No, no, th- th- Thrace is... Oh, look at me. I'm not that hairy. Come on, now. You probably wax your... your, your I don't. Poop. Look, man. Your, your big, there's my poop. chest hair. Right well, there. This For is what a, a man looks like. Hair everywhere. Hair <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> no, look, I've got a lot of hair here, but I've got no hair on my upper arms. <laughs> like, you know, people got hair all over their freaking back. I'm yeah. glad to say, as a Mediterranean guy... I'm not that hairy and Miro's compared one to others. And he's, start, he's <laughs> yeah. starting to look like a, a barbarian again. And, and, <laughs> and I, I like I like every part of it. I, I, I thought, and, and by the way, this was the kind of match that Takeshita should have had. Osprey should have had a full, full squash, but this would have been better. This was basically a glory for a squash. Tony Nice got a couple spurts of offense in, but it never looked like he was going to win, never out of control. And Miro won the match in like six minutes. This was... This was, I'm going to say, almost perfect. Oh, man. Those stomps in the corner, they looked brutal, man. Brutal like, yeah. like bad or brutal like... No, bad. brutal is in good. I love them, but yeah. it look, they look stiff. I know they weren't stiff, but see, that's how you do a worked stomp, folks. Right. Come on now. No that's one true. puts effort in AEW to do even those, but Miro made that look really good, man. He was great. It was it, it was it was great to see him again. It was great to see Andrade again. I mean, it, this was great. The, the, I, this is what I was hoping for. These these folks in premier positions doing premier stuff and defeating the premier athlete. Yeah, athlete, right? <laughs> exactly. Good good line. Um, and he does defeat the premier athlete via the camel clutch and gets his submission win in a great little comeback match for Miro. But anyway, let's move on, though. Hopefully, though, Miro, you know, he's a regular thing and he doesn't actually get buried during his run, hopefully. But he did look in great shape, too. Look great. Every part of it looked great. Oh, for sure. Well, backstage, you see CM Punk once again. He said he never left. He just got injured. (laughs) He's probably right. Still things to do and he's going to finish them. He's the main event tonight in a six-man tag team match. And that's that by Punk. Anything to really say here, Jeff? Or we just keep moving? Nah. Uh, so James says in the chat, Chicago deep ditch is like lasagna. It ain't pizza, bro. 
it's, it's more I don't like, care what they it's, say. Pie. It's like lasagna meets chicken pot pie. Listen, I like Chicago deep dish. I don't pizza. mind. I either, like right. lasagna. It's just not pizza. It's, it's just it's, not it's pizza. A pizza casserole. Actually, that's what it is. It's a freaking pizza casserole. And when we say pizza casserole, the flavor of the casserole is pizza. Yeah. It ain't a pizza, right? Yeah. Which is delicious. There's it so is. many delicious combinations. You could like layers of deliciousness in there. It's just not pizza. It's a perfectly excellent dish. It's just not pizza. Right, exactly. I agree 100%. Uh, speaking of this is just not pizza, Jeff, the next mm-hmm. match I thought was the shittest match of the night. It is the Outcast versus Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue. Yeah, the, the women's match. And they, I mean, it's just this is. This felt very AEW. The the, the yeah. match, the team up. It's from the prior show stories. Ma, I think the only reason it was on the card is because it was in Chicago and Mama's there, and she's from Chicago. Means Sky Blue. The, right. the first name on the Tron is Soraya. She can't even bother be bothered to be there. Um, I I you know I was expecting to see Thunder Rosa. I wasn't expecting her to wrestle. Yeah, I was expecting to see right. her. We didn't even see her. We didn't hear. Uh, a vignette we didn't see a vignette about her we didn't hear a backstage thing from her. we didn't hear a pre-recorded interview she didn't come to commentary to watch the women's match to comment on tony storm she nothing and that's a big disappointment for me and like i said earlier i would have preferred to see some women who we hadn't seen before we didn't need this story could have continued on dynamite or rampage they're building to forbidden door too so they have plenty of empty time where you know if you just announce matches for that people will go Ooh! So this and this, I mean, listen, this was not the worst match I've seen from the women. This was not the worst match I've seen from them. There was one part where the ref was completely in the way and like Willow had to sort of dance around the ref, but she did it sort of clumsily. Like I'm not sure whose fault it was. It was fine. It, it was okay. It just, this, this didn't feel new and collision is supposed to feel new. And this, this, right. this felt old. So th- this was, I'm not going to quote because the match was okay and it was fine and the and the the hometown girl won and her mom was there. So I'm going to say Wardlow losing to Luchasaurus was a bigger fail. But, well, I, but I, yeah, but I think thematically, this this was just a, a, a silly idea. It was, and it felt like a throwback to AEW. As a matter of fact, like you said, I know it's AEW, but like you said, it felt like TK booking, felt like Wednesday night or Friday night for that matter. And yeah, it was just. A take a piece match pretty much heck mm-hmm. i didn't even watch it properly if you know what i mean because i did go and take a piece <laughs> but it, it is what it is match, but uh right there, there were a couple of good hip attacks in there and you know and there were a couple of people doing hip attacks and you know willow's pretty good but she, she like she's, she's not she's like chris statland she's not as good as people want her to be though she she is she has more natural charisma. She has more physical charisma. She certainly has more personality and oh, emotes sure. better with her face. But she still is often in the wrong place or not exactly sure what to do. But but she realizes it more quickly and she covers. Like she has a bright future ahead of her. I actually think Sky Blue does as well if they get enough work. And so I'm sort of impeaching myself to say they shouldn't have been on this show. But there's other places they can get the work and and this didn't need to be on collision we already said I, I would have preferred a different women's match with some people who we haven't seen in a while that we should have seen because they have a deep roster in theory we just maybe don't uh, see yeah we just don't maybe, see them. maybe everyone was uh 
<laughs> parking the bus soaking. Maybe that's why they went around. You just have to bring that soaking thing in there. <laughs> it's your fault. It's all your fault. Who, God who, damn it. Who, who was soaking with who? <laughs> well, maybe uh, we'll find out a bit later. But anyway, Sir James says in the chat, this show is really different so far. Hope it continues. That's exactly what we're saying, man, at the start of the show. We have a new writer for the show, Sir James. 100%. If he can see that and he wasn't even part of the start of the show when we were talking about it, it's 100% someone else definitely wrote this show. Could it have been Arn Anderson, say, possibly? It could have been, but I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I mean, I thoroughly believe CM Punk when, when, when mm. he was taking mm -hmm. the lead with this. Now, maybe Nigel McGuinness did some of it. Maybe Kevin Kelly did some of it. Maybe even QT Marshall can book certain things if, if allowed to. I'm not sure, but this, this what, whatever it was, it was very much different. Maybe Christian had some, who knows? Whatever it was, it was a very different show. It was slower. It was more methodical. It didn't give me a head headache. I could follow everything that was going on. When people tagged, the ref showed you that they tagged. The commentary said, she got the tag. You know, they, they, it wasn't like anybody was confused. Like, everybody wasn't running all over the place. People weren't obnoxiously setting up spot. Like, even in, in the Takeshita-Bandito match, there was one of those times where Takeshita's, like, sitting there pretending he's dazed on, on the ring apron, wait like this with his hands, waiting to catch Bandito. I mean, if you're in a fight, wouldn't you go like this and go, psych? <laughs> Or, or not go like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right. And you know what else made a comeback, as a matter of fact, and we're talking about this on Uncaged, is the tag ropes. Tag ropes, huh? It's back. It's all elite once again, apparently. And that's definitely a CM Punk thing, I think, anyway. You do a kind of run. Tag ropes are all elite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there was a meme about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, when they started doing that. And then they well, bring it back. For sure. Tag ropes are all elite. With an asterisk, Saturday nights. <laughs> do we? Yeah. Do we have the the actual turnbuckle with the rope sort of hanging out? Got to make that for sure. Or just, but... or just two pieces of string. <laughs> <laughs> this company is funny as hell, man. And then, and then you cut to a picture of like two older pieces of string, and it's the parent <laughs> crying because they're so proud because <laughs> they <laughs> they finally <laughs> finally made it. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. It's true, though, man. You have all these balls I mean, of yarn, right? Do you think we can be tag ropes one day, <laughs> Mom and Dad? Let's be happy for your brothers. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's a rare freaking thing where the rope actually makes it. I'm, Heck, doing, a whole, here I'm we doing a whole yarn and rope puppet show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> now we have gone crazy, haven't we? But, um, no, look, it was good because those little things do matter, yes, Jeff. For me, so anyway. <laughs> true. Indeed. I am well, anyway. And by reading, I mean listening to Let's, well, like I said to you off the air, I'll get back to you about that. No, off I the air. actually understand why Stephen King hated the Kubrick version. I, I, I get it now. Uh, interesting. I mean, it's anyway. It's a different story. I think it's still a great movie. But yeah, but Kubrick's Kubik, version was pretty story. dark, dude. Yeah, this, is a, this was a different story. Like, King's version is more like the movie The Lighthouse than, than like someone becomes a complete psychopath in a haunted right. house. No, for sure. Well, anyway, Willow, Nightingale, and Sky Blue do defeat the Outcasts. And then uh, after that, though, Jeff, we see Ricky Stark's promo. And nobody ran in afterwards to lay down beat downs or anything like that. 
No Soraya, no, Soraya. no Rashida running out, no Britt Baker was saved, nothing. No nonsense, just they won. They, Actually, they won. They won. They cheered. The losers, you know, sulked out. Just, no, you're right. It's a regular ending to a match. And as Sir James says in the chat, he goes, if Soraya can't be there, then just make it a Tony Storm faction. And to be honest, Jam, I feel like it kind of is Tony Storm's faction now. I think it's clearly... She's kind of the one that they're all sort of getting around. It does it not feel that way? I mean, it's pretty clear that, that Soraya has a Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns type contract without adding what Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns adds to a show. I mean, she, she's she's basically been she hasn't been a zero, but she's but she's she hasn't been much of a, an addition. She's not much of a manager, she's not much of a wrestler, she's not and she's not there a lot. And I don't know if that's because she has physical problems, because she doesn't want to be there, because her contract doesn't require her to be there. But I don't miss her when she's gone. And I and I don't really enjoy it more when she's there. Like, there's other people that, like, I could think if they wanted a third mean girl, they could find a third mean girl. Mercedes right. Martinez could be a third mean girl. Mm, where is she now, actually? Well, she she was just—I mean—they dusted her off for the first time in the year in in the fatal four-way for the number one's contendership for the the match that Sky Blue has against Tony Storm. Is isn't that this coming Wednesday? It is. I'm not sure because I hadn't watched oh, Dynamite. I, 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 this is how little I care about what's going on in the women's division in AEW. Wow, she's back. Anyway, well, Mercedes Martinez was was dusted off in that match. Well, Sir James says this was a refreshing show and it actually felt refreshing. True. I agree. I agree 100. percent This this was like this was like when they give you that lemon sherbet in between dishes at a, at a <laughs> five course meal. But let's just hope it doesn't subside like Rampage did. Because let's remember, Rampage was the same at first. Felt uh-huh. like a big deal. It was great for the first five to ten weeks, and then pshum, fell off. Listen, when you are an abused child and your your parents are both sober on one weekend and they take you to the amusement park for Saturday. You're allowed to savor that Saturday without thinking about that tomorrow they're probably going to burn cigarettes in your arm again. Okay. So I, 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 I'm going to savor this Saturday. I think they've learned a lot this time. I don't think they're going to disappoint us too much. Hopefully we'll it see that. who the they are. I mean, if, if, if the part of they which feels like doing cocaine pin, pinball machine booking to, gets jealous or or says that wasn't good that's not what my vision is and, and and inserts themselves then it's going to be trouble if that part of the day stays away and this part of the day continues with whatever their vision is i, I i'm i'm gonna, gonna give it faith just just like just like i give any booker who gives me some good stuff faith and i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt no one's going to get everything right no wrestling show is going to be amazing not even wrestlemania is going to be perfect you know it's it's just not it's just not the way of of the game and even if it is it's not going to be to every viewer because we all don't like everything so i I, you know like i said we'll, we'll get to grades at the end but i i mean does it sound like we're calling it perfect no but but we're like we were cautiously optimistic and i think our our cautious optimism was rewarded and i'm pleased with that and i am one of the most critical people 
without trying to without that being an act without it being a gimmick without like yelling and cursing um you know probably in in wrestling and i you know i'm i'm giving my i'm leveling my criticisms and i'm repeating them four times like i always do um but i i'm basically happy with the show acknowledge me acknowledge acknowledging folks because he's right absolutely he's right 100 percent. and look i'll be honest i was way more optimistic about the show obviously as you know you were a lot more cautious than i am though no but really no come on man (laughs) seriously but i mean honestly the hype it lived up to the hype for me even though i was still cautious don't get me wrong i was setting myself up for disappointment also but I said we'll get more to that towards the end of the show. And Lily um, likes Julia Hart. Like Lily really is into her. Oh, she is. Oh, is she like soaking with Julia Hart? She'd be into that. (laughs) Jeez. Anyway, uh, Ricky Starks promo where he says he's officially. Oh God, Uh, Ricky Starks cutting a promo where he says he's officially declaring for the Owen Hart tournament as everyone is apparently. He's going to be the next big thing and use a win to catapult him to the top. Don't lie, Ricky. That win ain't going to do shit for you, my man. But listen, if you're doing it, you have to make people who seem like they're near the top of the card make it seem like they feel it's important. You have to. So Whatever. Doing it. it does nothing for no one, man. I, I, I agree. It, it's a little bit silly, and it's always awkward when Tony and Martha are together. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I love the awkwardity. Uh, I thought that... Cole and Britt Baker winning it was so pretentious and so stupid. Oh. The pink belts were idiotic. I would have rather they got trophies, you know, or, or, or something like that. Or honestly, trophies with like that look like slammies, you know, without infringing too much on on the, the copyright or trademark of the slammy. But you could do something. You don't have to change it all that much. Um, right. Yeah. You know, even if you did one of Owen holding two things that look like slammies that would have been amazing the belts was stupid not very creative Woo! exactly <laughs> um but you know it is they're, they're doing it it's part of aw canon now it's semi-annual again if you're gonna do it you have to make people who are semi-important make it make it feel like it's really important to them otherwise why bother right and is the conclusion that that um forbidden door right no, the the conclusion of it, I believe, is at a, a show. It might be all in. Might be the conclusion. Really? Okay, interesting. We'll see. Well, that's a long time away, though. Oh no, it's not. It's a week after All Out, right? Oh all no, or whatever. The other way around. Sorry. Out. Right, yeah. right. But it's a week apart. If I'm correct. Yeah, correct. I, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I think most of the shows are going to be. Most of the matches are going to be during Canadian shows, and I think it's going to culminate with the Toronto show. Maybe the, maybe it's a collision show. Maybe it's not. Oh, I maybe think it's you're not right. all in. Maybe it's I maybe it's the right. Toronto collision show. Um, which, as far as I listen, there might be a lot of tickets bought for those collision shows that were that were performing horribly. I would not be surprised if if by tomorrow or Monday we we heard that you know that. All of those houses sold another one to three thousand tickets just overnight, and because it's a Sunday, that they're, they're not sure of the real numbers yet. And and I wouldn't be surprised if those houses started to, to, to fill up. Well, I hope so. Out. And if right, 
I would pay for I would pay for a show if I'm seeing Punk, FTR, Miro, Andrade, House of Black, CMFTR. Yeah, FT. Did I say FTR? <laughs> Samoa Joe. I mean, why why wouldn't I? No, I agree. I'm looking like a star. No, no, you're right. It, I like mean, I said he looked more like a star in a six man match than they made him look in any of the matches he's been in so far. No, you're right. It, it's it was brilliant. It is bizarre, but we'll see if they can do this two or three weeks in a row where we can safely say, okay, they give a shit and this show is going to be the real deal. But, but anyway, before we get to the main event, there is one more segment mm-hmm. because next, Jeff, it is Tony Schiavone in the ring to introduce Daddy Ass and the acclaimed. As Max Custer's rap was, as per usual, pretty good, Jeff. He said, tomorrow is a holiday and everyone needs to make sure to wish Daddy Ass a happy Father's Day and scissor me, Daddy. He said something about we got more something than Donald Trump has documented. So something like that. Right, some shit like that. This was great. But the only thing I want to say about this is that Tony Khan looked as if a blind, retarded kid went to a target and said to a salesman in the hardware department said hey if if i wanted to go to a golf club to impress everybody what what outfit would i wear and they dressed him in the most ridiculous outfit possible you mean like, shivani hey, thanks guys yeah shivani that's what shivani you say khan like. you say khan at first that's why oh i thought i said shivani anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah. shivani with, with that purple jacket he loves these ridiculously aqua blue pants it's like his his shirt was no, nothing matched, nothing went together, nothing looked good. He just looked like a fat dummy, and that's it. I just wanted to that Tony Schiavone looked ridiculous. And one of the bright spots about the show is that there was no Tony Schiavone, and then all of a sudden there's goddamn Tony Schiavone. Like, mm-hmm. why can't Lexi Nair be in 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 the ring? She looks nice, right? But he's the basically the main gene of AEW right now. But he doesn't have to be the mean gene of collision, right? Well, I know you're it's, right. It's yeah. a good time. It's a good time to stop that. Sting isn't here. He doesn't need to yell yeah, at Sting. It's Sting. Yeah, yeah I, you're I'm, right. just, I'm just saying, give, give some other people a chance to like be normal or shine. He just he just looks stupid. He does have a lot of power in the company. I'm pretty sure he's got a big job. One one sort of uh, talent relation top of job in aw so there's eight people who have that title and none of them do anything <laughs> apparently so you're right well anyway shivani told daddy yes he looks marvelous decked out in in a pink scissors outfit jeff happy yeah, uh pride month that by the way. Was ridiculous. <laughs> anthony bowen then made made sure to say they'll be appearing on dynamite and also on collision and party on wednesday and party on the weekend <coughs> excuse me they also wanted to make history tonight with the first scissor on collision. You know I what Daddy F looked like? He he, he looked like a Pride Month astronaut. Well, happy Pride Month. <laughs> what do you call him? A, space, a gay space cadet? Or just somebody recognizing <laughs> and, and commemorating Pride Month in, in a spacesuit. We keep saying this all the time, but the fact they haven't brought back Chuck Palumbo for a segment with the acclaimed and Daddy S... There's so much money left on the table if they don't do that. They have to play even a version of the turn on him with with the guns. But. It doesn't matter. I just want to see Chuck and Billy one more time on, especially during Pride Month, dude. It's perfect. Well, you know what? If it's on Collision, I have faith. If it was on Dynamite, Matt Hardy would beat him in a match to own his contract. So. <laughs> 
I mean... I know, it's so sad, right? Mm -hmm. It is what it is. Well, anyway... But the acclaimed aren't good. The acclaimed says, not only are we the acclaimed every Wednesday, but we're the acclaimed every weekend. It's not just Saturday, because there's pay-per-views on Sunday, including this coming Sunday, Forbidden Door 2, in Toronto, Canada, at the Rogers Centre, or what used to be called the Rogers Centre. It Canada Center, right? That's what the original name is. But uh, you can try to buy tickets, but it's sold out. I'm su- I'm surprised at how quick that actually sold out. That's got to be the quickest selling of an event since AEW's inception, right? I mean, I'm not sure. It's it, but it, I mean, it sold out within minutes. I mean, it did. Know, no card announced. I mean, but it's cool. Pe- people to like Canada. to see a big New Japan show with big american stars as well because I it's mean, a co-promotional show which is rare in itself these days right so it's of course it's always going to be that exciting it's not nearly as rare as you think it is but it's no it's, i know you know what i mean but big time cover i mean if you watch mlw there's people from 92 different promotions you know, I, I get that but i'm saying like a meaningful one here now yeah, like yeah, if you know it, what i mean right it's definitely a different level it's a different level than impact and 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 that's what the hubbub's about and last year, despite everyone pretending that there was a great car with dream matches, it wasn't. It was just a slap together car, but none of them were dream matches. This year, they're giving us some dream matches. This year, I, I only know of, of, of three of the matches for sure, but all three of those definitely would, well, two of three of them absolutely would qualify as, as dream matches. Sonata Jungle Boy? No, that's yeah, that... Jungle Boy doesn't belong there. I don't uh, understand the reasoning behind that stupid match, man. Honestly, well, there's a whole punk Kenta thing, but they're saying it's not going to happen, and, and no chance. Kenta wants nothing to do with punk. He's still hot about punk stealing his move, dude. And there's also punk probably doesn't need to be in the same building as his arch enemies. That too, and I can't believe they're actually going to try to separate these two. Clearly, it's not on punk's end. Clearly, it's the elite being kind of bitches, right? I mean. Counterfeit bucks rhymes wow. with real fucks. That's true. And did you notice he didn't actually say anything about uh, Hangman, which I was surprised, and more importantly, not even about Kenny. It is interesting, but I, I, I think that I'm projecting right now. But I think that I don't think he hates Kenny. I think I think if Kenny was alone, they could work things out. I think Hangman. He has so little regard for Hangman. He does. He doesn't even want to give him the respect of alluding to him or mentioning him at all. The Bucks. I think he wants him to know that he hates him. And I have heard through Joe Numbers from Wrestling Soup, not directly. He said it on the air that he has heard that Tony Khan is actually sort of sick of the Reseda guys, and he's just not sure what he can do about it because he's Tony Khan and he's feckless. Uh, Joe's information is usually spot on. Um, I'm not surprised about that. And, you know, I think the Bucks are expendable. I think their tag team division is fine to better without them hindering it. And I'm not so sure the Bucks would be swooped up by WWE. I think the Bucks might end up, like, working for, like, Impact and MLW and NWA and shit. They may have to, like, Matt Cardona themselves. Well, well, what, what, do you think because they're cancerous or- Yes. Like through WWE's eyes? If I, don't think any, I, don't, I don't think WWE th- thinks that they would add a thing. And um, if anything, they'd probably want to make them suffer through NXT. 
You would want a Bucks Usos matchup though, wouldn't you? No. The hmm. Usos are so much better than the Bucks. I I don't I we already have Legato though Fantasma. There's already one team of five foot eight, hundred and nothing pound guys on the main roster. That's that's a and there's and there's threats that they're going to put DIY together again. Like that that's too too many of the Lily Lilyput squad. I, I I don't I don't need the Bucks anywhere neither. And they're not the young Bucks anymore. They're the middle age Bucks who are constantly injured Bucks. Fair call. They're not young anymore. It's true, especially Matt Jackson. But uh, we'll see. I do think this is sort of the beginning of the end of the elite leaving AEW, though, one way or the other. I think they would be totally offended that not only weren't they not on the intro, but like you said, I feel like the power is shifting suddenly in AEW. I don't and know. It's... I mean, this time slot is horrendous. They're, 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 the punk is starting in a deficit. But if they get it, forget, I mean, I'm not, I don't mean forget about this Saturday night because I think every it does matter where you start. But in four weeks, if they're still if they're doing let's just say they do they do seven fifty for this Saturday night. That's good. It's not great, but it's good. It's overperforming. But in four weeks, if they're still doing seven fifty and dynamite's doing like eight fifty, come on. Somebody's gonna have to realize that if you just swap nights, that seven fifty would be one point two. It's true. Um, Sir James says he put subtle digs in. It was great. Wish they would have brought out Damien instead of left him in the bag. He he. Right. We said the same thing, Jam. Uh, Listen, it's Sir Jam. He didn't go he he. He went ha ha. (laughs) Big man. A big man doesn't go he he. It's (laughs) it's true. It's true. Well, anyway, let's get into the main event, shall we, Jeff? Sure. Because it is CMFTR. Let us embark. Their... Right, let's, let us, let us embark, embark on the fast road to collision. Right, it's true, because this was the collision course we were colliding to. And um... the funny thing is, is that a, the, the Rampage and Dynamite are much more demolition derbies than this was. This this was this show was orderly. It was. And uh Sir James says spot on, Jeff. So yeah. Absolutely. Um but anyway, it was CMFTR, or was it the Heart Foundation? Uh, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> By the way, I mean, I'm starting to hate. I get it. They love fucking Bret Hart. We we all do, right? It's a bit. But much. Come on, guys. It's too much. And please. And by the way, there were too many times where Dax was smiling when Samoa Joe was hitting CM Punk. Like I a get fucking Mark Tard, Jeff. Right. Exactly like a Mark Tard. Okay, you're performing in the match. You're not watching it at home. I I appreciate that you like what you're seeing and and that you're like wincing. Cool but not cool because you're actually in the match. If you were watching from the audience and like, you know, when they have like there's four teams vying for right. the same spot and they're in each corner and you see them like that's inappropriate. But when you, it's so, I mean, and, and that's not even like Jey Uso cracking up during one of the Roman <laughs> things that like, he just couldn't control it. This is just a guy being a dork. Uh, top word to use right there. A dork. You know what else was cringe? When they came out for the entrance and Punk's in the middle, you know how he does, what time is it? It's clubbering time. Yeah. Freaking Dax and Cash and Wash, whatever the fuck their names are. Mm-hmm. They're both sitting there like this at the same time and did the Punk fucking punch. I'm I like, know. oh, come on, guys. Seriously. I know. I know. And and JR 
for the hundredth time in three years, or, or the two years that FTR has been with AEW, said FTR is like a combination <laughs> of the Midnight Express and Arn and Tully. Really, that's insightful. They come out to the Midnight Express. The music, right. That's the only thing that's similar. The Midnight Express. I mean, No, it's just a song. It's just a damn song why you would say that, right? Yeah, I mean, they're like the the ground guy from the the Midnight Express and Bobby when he was on the ground, but they don't have the air guy, period. No, they're definitely the brain busters, though. Yeah, absolutely. They definitely aren't entirely. They're closer closer to Oli and Arn than they are to the Midnight Express. I know it's stupid and they have the music and yeah, that's, that's the only great. reason why I'm <laughs> sure they love the that, rock right. and roll express too, but they're nothing like them either. As a matter of fact, Jeff, they hated their entrance music until they realized the crowd sort of got more into them. Thanks to it in a way, which was TK's idea, which I, I guess he got right because now I feel like it does sort of go hand in hand with them. It just makes well, them well, feel well, a little because bit more. Because they want Natalia's deal. music. Well, <laughs> 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 I was surprised actually that we didn't get a remix version of Bret Hart's thing when they came out. I'm happy know. they don't come out in blue blazer outfits okay. <laughs> <laughs> with the thing going doo, 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 at exactly. the start. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, their thing is not that far off, right? Just add the. If this was WCW 95 or 2000, they'd come out in Blue Blazer outfits and and Punk would come out in the Red Rooster. (laughs) And doing the neck movements also Mm -hmm. at the same time. Oh boy, dude, the Red Rooster. Punk, 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 Punk. What time is it? It's pecking time. That's what the fucking is. Not clobbering time. <laughs> oh shit! I don't know why, but I think it would suit him. Can you picture having him having a little fucking uh, sort of red, uh, uh, like uh, what? What do you call it on chickens and roosters? What's that damn flap thing called? The red thing? Uh, crest. Is it a crest? Is that what it is? I don't know. Listen, let's not get stuck in this thing. Uh, No, (laughs) you make me laugh. I can absolutely see Jungle Boy doing that. (laughs) That's a good one, too, because he'd be the perfect next red rooster. I mean, seriously. Why not? That should be his new gimmick. Actually, fuck it. Call him the... (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. You've totally thrown me off now, Jeff. I, I don't can't. want to be a chicken. I'm <laughs> vegan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. I wish Lucha Soros would eat him. Oh, God. You know what? They... And, like, actually eat him on TV. <laughs> he should have, but he didn't. I'll pay the FCC fine. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, um, where were we? Uh, as I was saying, they did... Right, CMFTR, the Mark Tard team, did face against some old Joe, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. And you know what? It was the Triple J's, actually, as a matter of fact. And um, everyone gelled really well in this match. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say this. Juice Robinson actually impressed me during this match. I'm not going to lie. Everyone was good in this match, except for two things. One, Dak smiling like, like he's right. a fan in the audience. And the other thing is when... Uh, when Punk was being choked out by Samoa Joe and Cash finally hit hit the, the neck breaker on the other and got free. He does a spear to get 
DAX free instead of breaking right. up the, the 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 choke, which maybe possibly is a seed towards long term storytelling where Punk finally turns them, going, "You guys are are you're 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 teaming with me, but you're not teammates with me." And if he did like a like a USO thing where they show the Exhibit A for where he defended Sami Zayn, and and he show here you could have saved me instead you <laughs> saved him i could have we could have lost the match in that I, it was that close you didn't know you should have broken that up i mean so if that's if if that's going to happen i will forgive it but if that's not part of it that was idiotic for him to run all the way across do a spear to rescue his partner and then have his partner break it up because punk was going out and that ref could have called it at any second right it's true and i didn't like the way he was selling it to be honest Jeff, I like the way. Listen, I thought Joe. Aside from those two things, I thought this match was great. This is the best Juice Robinson's look. More importantly, because he's still the pin eater. More importantly, it was the best that Jay White has looked, and Joe looked amazing. I've forgotten what a Joe block awesome. of a man he is, and how good he is. And dude, it, he 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 made seeing Punk look like a bitch with those chops, man. Because yeah. Punk could not could not keep up. Right. Could not do the same sort of hardness. When it came to the chops, those Joe chops on Punk would have hurt like hell, dude. They were loud. They were hard. And then on top of that, I'm glad that Joe no-sold Punk's chop because it was nowhere near as, as striking as Joe's was. So I would have done the same it. thing. There, there's been a lot of hype about Punk's rehab and how everyone's been saying, he looks great. He looks to be in great shape. He looks to be in great shape for a regular 44-year-old man. He doesn't look to be in great shape for a professional wrestler. He looks, no. he looks to be in blow ass. Uh, is that the gap band early in the morning? <laughs> it is. But since we're talking about roosters, I know. I mean, the, the, well, that's the best song with a rooster that, that doesn't involve the wiggles. So <laughs> It's a great tune. I actually don't mind the tune. I won't lie. I love it. For, I, it's on my playlist. You got to be kidding me! It's, <laughs> it's one of the first thirty songs I bought. You, you, really? Wow! Yeah. Cool. That's cool. I like that because I it is. It's, it's Adam Burn Rubber. <laughs> oh jeez. Anyway, like we're saying, the Roosters are going hard. Everyone was was moving the necks. Everyone was going banana, as Pat Patterson would say. Yeah. But um, yeah, basically great. And Joe looked great. And Punk didn't. Like, Punk looked good. Like, he didn't look like he had a terrible mouth ring. Rust, he wasn't overexposed. Yeah. But he definitely looked like he was overmatched by Joe. And I'm okay with that. I, I don't know that all Punk fans would be, but they won in the end. They got the babyface underdog win, even though they probably came in being the favorites. No, for sure. As a matter of fact, the commentators, which I found interesting, Jeff... They kind of pointed out that Punk wasn't always in the ring by design, mm -hmm. which I felt was a bit funny that they would say that because it's kind of exposing the business a little bit by saying that, in my opinion. But whatever, they said it, and I guess that's true. I mean, was that was long. Pepsi. Then. Right. And they didn't hide the fact he hasn't wrestled in 10 months, and he hasn't been able to train the entire time of the 10 months he's been gone, You know, probably the last two or three months. You know, and when you actually switch from rehab to training, who knows? And he's an older guy. So, like, I don't know if that was part of the thinking as to why he, he, he looked good but not dominant. But whatever it was, it, it worked for me. I enjoyed the match. And this is the first time I saw that Jay White that other people see and pretended they saw on regular AW programming, but definitely didn't. This is the Juice Robinson that people told me that I've been missing out on. But, but 
but they were pretending that they saw it on AEW television. They definitely didn't. But everyone looked good here. This this match was booked well. Unless you're a complete like a like CM Punk should have killed everybody because he's the best. Unless you feel that way. And you know my little my two little nitpicks. And one of them, like I said, might not be a nitpick. It might be a purposeful plot point for a story that they're going to use later, or at least consider using, and maybe abandon. But who knows? But I thought it was a great end, and no schmas. Remember, I was terrified. True, you did say Club that. Right. Come in and join Bullet Club Gold, and then Ricky Starks was going to come in to try to even the odds, and and then there'd be someone else, and this would and this would lead to some five on five at Forbidden Door two, and the, and yet more factions. And I've been scarred by Tony Khan and the shit. It didn't have. <laughs> it was just a clean win, and the crowd, the entire like the crowd the whole night. It felt like when they cheered, they were really cheering because they were enjoying the show, not because they felt they had to cheer to pretend they were enjoying things, not because they were singing along to songs or chants or going, oh, yo, 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 or, you know. Uh, we didn't yeah. get none of that shit, actually, Sorry. Jeff. True. Uh, right. It was like none of that. It was just cheering. There were some CM Punk chants, but, of you know. Course. It, As it, was expected. It, it actually felt like a wrestling crowd that was excited to be watching wrestling and cheering when they were supposed to cheer and i thought it was i thought it was great i didn't think everything was perfect i give this show a strong b plus to a semi-nominal a minus but i was I, gonna say a minus for me for sure that's how much i enjoyed the show but i but i but i'm still it's still overachieved for me and i'm quite happy with it and i really do think there should be a petition to move collision to wednesday nights and dynamites to saturday nights and by the way, Warner Brothers Discovery, that would be a winning decision for you business-wise. Well, if the shows stay the way they are right now, because Dynamite, I haven't watched it in two weeks. And I'll be honest, it it doesn't bother me that I didn't watch it for two weeks. But has it even improved, Jeff? Um, I, it's Not really? It's Same old shit? I mean, it's, it's improved only because... The New Japan stuff has been has been more interesting this time, and they've right. done a better job of like having like a sonata vignette or or you know pre recorded video. So in that regard, it's improved. But has Dynamite itself improved? No, it's 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 the, it's the same old shit. Are we gonna even have Punk before we end the show? Punk and the Elite on the same pay per views, or are we totally? They're gonna have to be. Yeah, right. That's why I'm I'm a little confused, right? I mean, are we really going to separate him like this, even but, on pay per view? But you're gonna. But I bet we see weird things where they start doing like what WWE is, where like one main event is like in the first one or two matches, and the other main events are like at the end. <laughs> so there's plenty of time that that they don't need to be near each other. Well, like you said earlier, I do think Punk and Kenny are on the low low kind of cool with each other because they do follow each other which I was surprised about you you know punk I mean not personally but you know his his attitude obviously he if he didn't like somebody he would not follow him I guarantee you that he doesn't even follow many people in the first place mm -hmm. the fact that Kenny's still there after all that bullshit tells me the 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 hate is not really there between the two of them He's just being a friend, I guess, Kenny, by being loyal to the Bucks. So we all understand. I, I get it. I make fun of Kenny a lot, and I think that 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 he's 
overrated as a wrestler. I still think he's a really good wrestler. I just think he's overrated. People say he's the best in the world. Um, but I, I think he's a dork. I think he's awkward. But I don't think he's a bad guy. Like I think he's, I think he's probably a nice guy. I just don't think he's the, the brightest. And and like I think like he's sort of a scatterbrain. Uh, like, like I don't think he, he plays like, that up, though, Jeff. To be honest, yeah, but I don't think he meant to forget to help the Japanese women find housing. I just don't think he thought about it. Right? No, I agree. I, I absolutely agree with that because he's not that type of guy, like you said. I, 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 I agree with what you said. I think like, he I just think he wakes about up it. and he probably has a routine. Like he drinks his greens and protein shakes. He probably <laughs> runs nine miles and like carries a tree and runs up a mountain or something well, and then and thinks about going to a job and then like goes to java juice or whatever or well, eats think about soy it. cakes or something and, <laughs> soy and, cakes. And, and like you know and like answering emails and stuff like isn't really part of a thing and then he probably plays video games and then he probably no, well, goes that's what he does the all the time right well for a 40 year old honestly i haven't seen a better 40 year old move as good as he is other than aj styles maybe honestly mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't slowed down. Also. There is, though. That's true. Well, there's a lot of upcoming 40-year-olds also. Mm-hmm. They're on I the mean, cusp. Listen, I know he's hurt right now, but when, when Randy Orton moves, Randy Orton moves. I mean... Oh, absolutely. And uh, I hope he 44. comes back, too. Wow, 44 already. I think so. He's, uh, he's, he's around there. Shit, that's crazy, man. That yeah. is actually crazy. Well... Kenny is an extremely agile person, and he's and he's very precise with his moves. It's just, it's like I have. He knows his body too. Yeah, that he had like ninety-seven different moves. Now he's got the same six or seven moves, and just like every other wrestler, he's got the same six or seven moves. He has toned down a little bit. He's not doing those um, like those suicides and shit like that, like he used to all the time. Now he's sort of saving him for so, like, what did you say? Good. Yeah, I said good. Good. Oh, I think he said I mean, who for a minute, right? No, no, it'll, it'll extend his career. I hope. I hope it's not too late. No, for sure, I agree. And you know me, I, I'm a Kenny Mark. I'm not going to hide it. I am I a are. Kenny Mark. In my opinion, right now, he's definitely nowhere near the best. It is what it is. Roman Reigns on a different stratosphere right now. But when he first won the PWI number one spot while he was still in Japan, I truly thought at that point. He was the best professional wrestler in all of wrestling at that time. He definitely had the most hype also. I can't comment on that. I mean. Fair enough. But right now, he's definitely not there. That Roman, like I said, he's just on a different level right now, man. He's surpassed him in every fucking way. Like, I it just is don't what think it is. Kenny Omega is the kind of person that, that people hate. They might hate well, him from true. a distance, like, I hate how he wrestles or whatever. But I don't think, like, like anyone, like hates the guy like really like if you know him that you hate him like i don't no, think it's like i, 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 I would never have meet him at friendlies for milkshakes and a burger no he, he just seems like he seems like i think cornet is the one that legitimately hates him though i know but i but my uh, guess is that my guess is that they've actually never actually spoken no no they have because he was the booker of ring of honor at the time this is why he hates him when back who cornet you don't remember yeah, when he was, was like in the early arts Right, that's when Kenny was actually part of the Ring of Honor roster, like officially. Barely. I mean, that was... That yeah, was... he wasn't there for long, but was he was kid? part of it. Right. Well, what happened was, if you haven't heard the story, he basically, like, dissed Ring of Honor. He cancelled his appearance on a pay-per-view to go and work in Japan instead. But what he said to Cornette was that he was injured and sent him a fake... <laughs> he's so dumb. A fake picture of his foot with all gangrene and shit 
<laughs> that it looks like, yeah, like it looks fake as fuck. And that's why Cornette hates his guts. Okay, well, listen, fair, fair enough, but it sounds like a, a 25-year-old doing what a stupid 25-year-old would do. Right, and he was young, and he wasn't even over yet at all. Like, nowhere near it. He was that Kenny before the cleanup, Kenny, if you know what I mean. I mean, listen, if Cornette could forget people who, like, got drunk and arrested and missed bookings, you know, you, you could forget this idea for... I mean, listen, Ring of Honor is, and like, you know, from year two everybody knew it was a stepping stone and and not not a career destination for most no way and i th- and i understand that i would have ran to japan at that time too ring of honor was nothing what it became just a few yeah. years later you know what i mean it is what it is but that's I mean, where the hate it, comes from it, it was it was over the two it was in the 2000s and it was still grainy like 1981 yeah, uhf was- television I think it was between 06 and 08, somewhere along those lines. So, yeah. Yeah, like, we we, we had high definition then. <laughs> yeah, it was starting. It just started. It was 1080, really. but it was high right. definition. But what we were getting was, like, this, this lesser quality than, like, Quincy episodes. <laughs> That's true. Actually, I think it was 2008 when the HD eras sort of started with wrestling, as a matter of fact. Whatever the the, the, the the ring of honor quality was was like worse than the Rockford Files. It was. And Adam it 12. was shocking. I've got some of those old DVDs, dude, that they used to sell back in the day, right? And that looks like shit if you watched it now. Put it that way, like absolute garbage. But anyway, I way, Sir Jam. We, I see you, and I recognize you. And right, and <laughs> what the the Mick finger bang comment are you talking about? No, run-in should oh, be surprise oh. comebacks. The, the one that's... That How do you, you see that screen. and I'm not? That's weird. It's not coming up on my screen, but it's clearly coming up for you, yeah, right? I have great powers that you do not have. Can you I see the ticker? great and powerful. <laughs> no, really, it's not coming up for me, but can you see the ticker on the bottom by any chance? Yes. You know, I've been, wow. studying, I've been studying many disciplines of magic. That's weird, dude. But yeah, he says running should be surprise comebacks or surprise debuts. The That's it. Security breakfast. <laughs> I kid you not. Me. For some weird fucking reason, it's not coming out for me. But there's no weird reason. The power of Bala is not through you. <laughs> and he also says, "Look up Bobby's age." Surprise. We knew that, right? We know how old he is. Yeah, but but Bobby looks amazing, but he doesn't really move that way. No, he doesn't. He really doesn't. But he's a smart worker, though. Listen. Everybody should have somebody in their life that, that loves you the way I love Bobby Lashley. <laughs> That's true. Well, anyway, um, I guess we can take it home now, Jeff. We have done it now on 45. You're I just want to end 10 minutes. I mean, in 10 hours doing the same thing. Oh, yeah. Right. Except this time with Chris, where Chris will be the host. And it's also for channelattitude.com. So uh, look out for that. I think yeah. we're starting between hey, 10 and 11. Unless you can catch it live, I guess. I don't know. Right, that's when you get it for free. And by the way, just and so everybody knows, I'm glad you kind of reminded me about something. Um, but we're from now on uncaged and wreckage, the HMG version of of uh, wreckage. But from next week on, anyway, both shows. Well, from this week actually, from tomorrow with wreckage, it will be exclusively also on the HMG. We're going live via HMG, Jeff, including with uncaged where we'll be on the hamini media group youtube channel not on the pwc youtube channel so remember to tune in for 
uncaged uh, well, and I Ricky. I got a message from Chris. So did you that it's possible the vet may pop in tomorrow as well. Right. I, I spoke to the vet as a matter of fact. And uh, yeah, I forgot to mention that, but he hadn't replied yet. But me and the vet were talking about this a few weeks back about doing the show for Channel Attitude. And he said if it was for, on Sundays. No, no, no. This is, the, the vet's been begging to, to do shows with us. And we finally said yes. That's how <laughs> That's no, true. So, so guys, listen. We're gonna. This PWC show is going to also be an official HMG show. So Uncage and Wreckage is both HMG and PWC going and PWC, forward. Right. You will probably see it first on on HMG for a couple of days, and then you'll be able to download it on PWC. But as always, if you catch us live, it's free for all of you to watch it. Absolutely for free. So yeah, just remember we are going to be on both the PWC network and. On channelattitude.com. Enormous raises. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huge, huge raises. As Trump I, I get say. two and a half slaps for free. <laughs> wow. And you know what? It's it's $5 once again, Jeff. Those $5 yeah. hand slaps, man. They're, they're, they're backed down to five bucks. So well, that's you can afford to give me a raise of $30 worth. <laughs> so it's inflation, inflation. It's like $12.50 <laughs> is all you get, dude. I'm like, yeah, deal. Oh deal absolute deal so yeah look out for us in the a.m uh sometime between 10 and 11 a.m we're, we're waiting on chris to know 100 well, what time that is 10 a.m christmas time is 11 a.m eastern so, so yeah listen, follow us on the facebook feeds either us channel latitude hmg it'll show up but figure around 11 a.m eastern time united states is it will be no earlier than that yeah, no, 100%. And plus, Jeff needs to get some sleep because we, he's coming back in the morning, as I will be, which will be in the AM for me too, funny enough, just in the darkness, Jeff. That's where you belong. <laughs> the darkness. Right, the outro well, song could be Leonard Cohen darkness. <laughs> I got the darkness, baby. <laughs> Jeez, don't tempt me. Well, anyway, Jeff, it is a great song, but... Saturday night is going to be all right, I think, Jeff. That's what matters most. True. I didn't get my aggravation in. This, this, this was all right. This <laughs> Who was, was I, I, I didn't feel like fighting. This, this, this was good. Me happy. <laughs> Me happy. This, Me happy I, I too. I will say that, that listen, the end of the bloodline was the most impactful part of wrestling this week. But the CM Punk return was a close second. And I thought the collision was the best wrestling show this week. Absolutely the best wrestling show this week, by a long shot, actually. And like you said, I enjoyed the Bloodline stuff, but, yeah. I mean, I Collision I felt like a big deal. I didn't think any of the WWE programs this week were bad. I thought they were all pretty good. Not great, well, but pretty good. Well, yeah, I mean, look, let's hope we go in this direction from now on with all of professional wrestling, especially WWE and AEW in particular, because... And I, and I think I graded Dynamite a whole lot more generously than Chris did. What, was, what would you grade it? Or what did Chris... Chris probably hate... Chris always hates Dynamite now, let's be he honest. He didn't give it an F. I think he gave it a D. Uh, Ooh, for dicks? I might have given it a D- minus on a Dynamite curve. But wow. If, but that B- minus wouldn't equal this B+. Plus. Like, if I was grading right. them together, like, Dynamite would have been, like, a C, C-. minus. Well, I'm glad I didn't fucking watch it. But I will say this. If TK is the guy booking Dynamite and Rampage moving forward and whoever's booking 
uh, Collision every Saturday night. If we still get that TK style of bullshit every Wednesday and Friday, Collision is going to become the show. And like you said, he will get jealous. He will get jealous. Now, if it comes out that TK is booking Collision too, then we have to start worrying about how bipolar <laughs> he is. Oh, careful, careful, careful. I, I've had a lot of heat for saying bipolar like, booking. This is, like more than one, this, is, this is a different personality, and I like right. this one better. But is he the cult of personality, Jeff? <laughs> if, he keep, if it's him and he keeps booking like this, maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe indeed. I mean, if this was Tony Khan, I'd be amazed. But wouldn't it be funny we'll if, out. like this, Tony Khan came? In, he's in a tuxedo, his hair is neat, <laughs> like he's a got, different like, a, he's got, like a mustache. He's like smoke. He's like smoking <laughs> a cigarette from one of those like long paint when like elongator smoking things. Wait, he's got, like, like a gold cigarette case, and people always come to him with like he's like blocked by beautiful women in the evening. Oh my and god. All, all of a sudden it's like this like Tony Khan is getting bombed. Like he's, he's wow. got like the secret persona that's like 007. Wow, I'll be shocked. More like do you remember scary movie the first movie? Mm-hmm. Do you remember Doofy? No. You but know I the guy that was vacuuming? He's like, don't disturb me when I'm cleaning my room. And he's got the vacuum and he's sucking his dick with the vacuum. Ooh, I know. <laughs> he was he was literally soaking with the vacuum. But to my point though by the end of the movie he was just working everyone he wasn't a retard he was like a cool motherfucker with a leather jacket and everything and smoking and walking away with a smile Simpsons with Ned Flanders where he takes off his sweater and he's like oh yeah yeah Tony Khan he's got like an 8 pack he looks like John Morrison under there (laughs) you know what man he should do that just to fucking make us all laugh man I would be like, I'm sorry, TK, you are the man. We're not worthy. Plain and simple. If you'd done that, it would pop me. I won't lie. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. Well, that's it. Should we say our goodbyes? I think we should. So, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, man. Uh, Twitter, IcarusFellMD. Here on the PWC. Also, you've already heard about what we're doing with Hamei Media Group and Channel Attitude. Uh, my other wrestling podcast is Hammerlock Hangover with Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena, also on the PWC. And my non-wrestling shows are Garden of Doom and Garden Views on the PWC and Hameen Media Group, also on Wrestling Soup Network. And I do want to congratulate once again Drew Yari for having his 300th show. I, I dropped in for about 10, 20 minutes to celebrate his 300th show with him. And uh, and uh, Homeboy, I, I understand that we're going to be recording the show this Monday. This Monday, yeah. So. Yeah, Absolutely. So yeah, so look at your homeboy ADH show. This is my third appearance, I think, in like six weeks. I'm not sure what's up with that, but hey, more me. Well, I was supposed to be also on it last week, but due to circumstances, as I've already explained, I wasn't able to make it, but hopefully we reschedule that one. But before we do go, Jeff, mm-hmm. Chris Willand has one thing to say and he wants us to to answer this, but apparently he says, has AEW created one major star presentable on talk shows, media and whatnot, make a wish or merchandising yet. Jeff has mentioned Jade Cargill crossing into film, which would be her best career choice. Is there any others possibly, Jeff, before we go? Possibly? I think Miro absolutely has the personality. Well, he's already done that. so, right. Yeah. Um, Moxie has it, two, in, to, to a less extent. So weird, though. I mean, if Cesaro had any sort of personality, he could certainly yeah. do it. Brian? What, James Bond? Brian, right. Brian, you know, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson's concerned. Yeah, he's too, yeah, well, like a sort of retired cop or some shit. 
No, I mean, he could do Make-A-Wish, <laughs> and he could go on the talk show. So oh, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. He could have and things like that. Um, I don't have to give it some pick. I would like to say Britt Baker because of the dentist thing, but she's sweet. But she tends to be unlikable when she's herself. So, I don't know. Uh, I'll just stick with those answers for now, but I'll, I'll continue to give it a little bit of thought. Oh, yeah, me too, man. That's You put us on the spot, Chris. <laughs> you okay. kind of did right at the end. But, yeah, we'll get back to you on that one. I mean, honestly, AEW has to get bigger before that's even a real consideration. That's true. That's true. But we, after Collision, it feels a lot bigger. I won't lie. I mean, everything about this show looked like a big deal in every sense. But in saying that, Jeff, did you give all your socials in the end? Yeah. Oh, well, I guess it's my turn. So if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at DJ Mass Effects, and you can follow us also at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here to the pwcnetwork.popping.com where you'll find all our shows, including this one. And more importantly, also for five bucks, go over and join channelattitude.com where you get the best talk in all of wrestling for only five dollars, man. That's five bucks, not join the Dark Order. Five bucks. <laughs> in saying that, also like and subscribe to hamimidigroup.popping.com where you can find our affiliate shows including John Enright and right here in Dr. Jeff Lippman in Garden of Doom. So I think that's about it, Jeff. So in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. That is the evil one, Dr. Jeff Lippman. And you've been listening and watching the PWC Saturday Night Wreckage right here on the PWC Network. And we're outie. Peace. Slightly less evil, my friend. <laughs> Slightly. See you. For the other. The tag team specials have hit their high gear, Kevin. Rolling now, but here's a cover. Take it where you can get it to, and Juice dives in to break it up. Punk caught one to the back of the head there. Stunned the former champ. And Jay White rolling towards the corner and the tag. Oh no. Not the position that CM Punk wanted to be in with Samoa Joe Legal. Boom. Look at those dancers, chops. Punk's on spaghetti legs. Starting to break down. Here we go. I'm surprised it took this long. Watch out, here they come. Here they come indeed. But Punk and Joe are still legal as FTR, Jay and Juice fight to the floor. Oh! Right in the mouth. Oh, wait a minute. Nigel. No! He's looking for it. Coquina Clutch got it. Looking to choke him out. And across the corner artery. Desperation in the eyes of Punk. Jay White holding off Dax. Oh, this could be it. Cash is held back as well. Okay, oh, no. much longer. See him tap, tap. See him Punk is the one who is Surely going to not. sleep. See him Punk is being choked out. It's over. Look at the eyes of Punk. 
Rolling in the mouth, this could be it! Speared to Jay White. And a drive diving shoulder into the spine of Joe may have saved Punk, but at least for the moment. I don't know about May, if it was not for Dax Harwood. Samoa Joe would have beaten. Still anybody's ballgame. No doubt. Anybody's ballgame here. Certainly wide open, but Punk is hurt. There's no question about that. Punk almost on instinct, swinging that leg, connecting with Juice just enough. Oh, got it, Big And now, oh, what a fortuitous. Go to sleep. Too long. Sent to the floor, but no, stop. Watch out! Oh! Got him! Good and night, Eddie yes, Dolan. It is two and oh! Buddy Matthews just unable to get enough weight across the shoulders. We take another look here. Just watch the impact. First of all, catching him and then oh, bang! Brother. Spiking on top of the head. Right now, Matthews clearly in the driver's seat. But Andrade was able to kick out, but you've got to believe. One more big move from the House of Blacks, Buddy Matthews, and it is good night. Matthews precarious up there. But again, only one arm, and it's the good arm. Andrade's going to have to use as he attempts a superplex. No way Matthews is going to let him have it. Yeah, leaves that ribcage wide open. And Matthews looking to go offense here. Power Ooh, long, no. The knee gave way. The, the knee, knee gave way again. Absolutely. Great camera work. Right. I can tell you, as a former performer myself, this is hard to watch. Watch out. Oh! Perfect. And again. Andrade right is out. And the knee once again gives way. Oh, oh, oh my God, what flew out of the mouth of Buddy Woo. Matthews? Like the crack of a whip. And I heard it, as it were, the sound of thunder. Oh! Cover! Is it enough? Two! In the eyes of Julia Hart telling another story. What a fight. This is not a blood feud. This is not about a championship. This is about pride. And this is awesome. Matthew's trying to get a submission in the center here, but oh, oh the left knee was bothering him. Andrade going right back. Now figure four, figure four. Got it. In the center of the ring as well. Oh boy. With the damage to the knee already. The knee pad down. Oh yeah, the left knee is facing us, folks, and you can see. The torque on the cruciate ligaments has got to be absolute agony. It's also a great deal of pressure on the shin bone. 
Look what Matthews is doing. He's positioning himself closer to the rope. Oh my God! There it is! There's a tap! There's a tap! It's long legs. Once Miro has his hands on you, it's very difficult to get away. A proverbial mud hole. Evo's in Bulgaria. I think it's one big mud hole, isn't it? Absolutely dominant. That is what Miro needs, a dominant victory here. Oh, wide open. Oh, there you go. Well, Tony D's showing some toughness there. The clubbing forearms across the chest and now using the ring as a weapon. Trying to turn things back in his favor quickly. Having a hard time keeping his balance on the top rope. Nero beckoned him in like a small child. Whoa. That's a man to be feared. That is a monster. A bear. And a man poised on distraction. We saw the A. Oh, come on. That's a good start. Oh, that could cost him. Wait a second. Miro rolls through, but he spins around, nails with the kick. Miro wants more. Oh, boy. Okay, Tony. Rambi. Oh, he's got it this time. No, he doesn't. Oof. Keep going through the Rolodex of plans there, Tony Nese. And the Redeemer. A former TNT champion. We saw that title change hands in controversy earlier tonight. Here he comes. Oh, ho, ho. It's almost like Miro has been waiting for AEW Collision. A camel clutch in the center. The Bulgarian brute has done it. Let go. No one, Anderson. Luchasaurus and Christian Cage have taken everything except the TNT title from the big man. Wardlow stopping, but just for a second. And oh, he's burning! Just like Arn Anderson did. There is no need for that. Mighty back elbow. Headbutt to the heart of Luchasaurus. Challenger answers with one of his own mighty swing of the right arm and down goes Luchasaurus. My goodness, the power of Wardlow. He's going for it. Wardlow usually beats his opponents with a symphony of disruption. A number of power bombs. Hold on a second. Cage doesn't want to see it. Cage knowing exactly what he's doing here. Oh. There's 
powerless. If he jumps in the ring, Luchasaurus will be disqualified. And if he gets too close, Wardlow will introduce him to the symphony. Back with a chair. Does not want to get his man disqualified to your point. To rethink his strategy. He's trapped. He's hopeless. He's hapless. Time to accept your fate. I don't know about a symphony. This is going to be a cacophony. Oh, oh, oh. oh wait a second. New champion. Wait a second, two and oh. oh. Christian Cage was buying time for Luchasaurus indeed. Oh, nice escape, though. Uh-oh. Trying to drive it down, it does. Luchasaurus did his best to block. Luchasaurus knew what was coming. That power slam, he did his best to make sure Wardlow couldn't get the full execution. But right now... Step ahead still. Oh, now Luchasaurus claiming he just took a camera away from the ringside photographer. Blasted Wardlow in the head. The official didn't see it. Didn't see it at all, but it's coming to focus. We have a new TNT champion. Chicago, the same thing you had. Everybody scissor me outfit. 
know, the last couple weeks have been a little um, straining on my head, and I've kind of not been there. But uh, you know what? The trio's title is still not out of the picture. We're just about to get back on track. That's right, and we're going to have plenty of time to do that because AEW now stands for two different things. Acclaimed every Wednesday and acclaimed every weekend. And since we love you guys so much, I think we're going to stick around for Dynamite this week. Closing, we want to come out here tonight and make a little bit of history with the first ever collision scissor. And we figured we'd do it in the scissor city of Chicago. The city where all Scissor Me Daddy was born. The city that made the acclaim the people's choice. So right here, right now, we scissor because in Chicago, everyone loves Are you ready, Nigel? Looks like Shivani's ready. Big moment here for Sky Blue. Imagine if she could get the victory over Tony Storm in this tag encounter. Don't get ahead of yourself, but this is a cover. No, 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 no. Both champions, of course, have to be on guard. Spinebuster from Will Nightingale. And the drop kick into the chest from Tony Storm. Thrust kick caught. Back heel trip. International wrestling experience shining through now. Oh, the flow there. Deep, the lower back. We saw how quickly Tony Nese tapped out with the damage to the lower back. But right now in her hometown, in front of her mother. Oh, the shame. Oh, the ingratitude. Tap, tap, tap. And Willow Nightingale oh, no. trying to get there to help her partner. Oh. Sky Blue able to do it on her own. I'll give her that. That's some guts. But it may be a little too late right now. The damage done. Tony Storm going to put her away. Jackknife. Hold on. Center ring. And the tag. Right place, right time for Willow Nightingale. Hold on. Undeniable power pump handle. Oh, boy. The straps are down. The Nightingale is poised. Hang on, Ruby Soho in. Oh! Tag was made. Referee did see that tag. Impact tag from Tony Storm sends Nightingale out. Oh, this doesn't look good. Oh! oh. Yeah. Blasted her. That is it. Thanks for coming. I'm sorry it's in your hometown. 
But this. Oh, here we go. Wait a minute now. They're looking at Spade. No. What? A little friendly fire. Storm Spray Soho. Ooh. Soho's blind. You can't see. She has no idea where she is. That's why you keep the flammables in the overhead to get it! Winners of this match, the team of Willow Nightingale and Sky Blue! Ah, uh, Mama Blue likes what she sees.
or just like me, maybe because they're a little bit psychotic and they couldn't hold on a real job, but that's another story. Support trans kids. Support
Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.